Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 27th of June 2022. In InfoSec news this week, ransomware groups are apparently abusing unpatched versions of a Linux-based Mitel VoIP, or Voice Over Internet Protocol application, and using it as a springboard to plant malware on targeted systems. The Critical Remote Code Execution, or RCE, flaw, which is being tracked as CVE 2022-29499, was first reported by CrowdStrike back in April as a zero-day vulnerability and is apparently now patched. Mitel is a company known for providing business phone systems and unified communications as a service, or UCAS, to all forms of organizations. Mitel focuses on VoIP technology, allowing users to make phone calls using an internet connection instead of a regular telephone line. According to CrowdStrike, the vulnerability affects Mitel MyVoice appliances SA100, SA400 and Virtual SA. This MyVoice appliance provides a simple interface to bring all communications and tools together. Researchers at CrowdStrike recently investigated a suspected ransomware attack, with the team handling the intrusion quickly, but believing the involvement of the vulnerability CVE 2022-29499 was part of the ransomware strike itself. They subsequently identified the origin of malicious activity and linked it to an IP address associated with a Linux-based Mitel VoIP appliance. Further analysis reportedly led to the discovery of a novel remote code exploit. To quote the release, the device was taken offline and imaged for further analysis, leading to the discovery of a novel remote code execution exploit used by the threat actor in order to gain initial access to the environment. According to these researchers, the adversary uses the flaw to create an SSL-enabled reverse shell via the mkfifo command and OpenSSL client in order to send outbound requests from the compromised network. The mkfifo command is used to create a special file specified by the file parameter and can be opened by multiple processors for reading or writing purposes. Once the reverse shell is established, the attacker creates a web shell named pdfimport.php with the original content of the web shell not being recovered, but the researchers identifying a long list of files, including a post request to the same IP address that the exploit originated from. The adversary also reportedly downloaded a tunneling tool called Chisel onto VoIP appliances in order to pivot further into the network without being detected. CrowdStrike also identified anti-forensic techniques performed by the threat actors in order to conceal their activity. To quote the report further, although the threat actor deleted all files from the VoIP device's file system, CrowdStrike was able to recover forensic data from the device. This included the initial undocumented exploit used to compromise the device itself, the tools subsequently downloaded by the threat actor to the device, and even evidence of specific anti-forensic measures taken by the threat actor. Mitel have released a security advisory back in late April for the affected MyVoice Connect versions, with no official patch released as of yet. Eagerly filling the void recently opened up by the retirement of Conti, the Lockbit ransomware operation has released Lockbit 3.0, introducing the first ransomware bug bounty program. The Lockbit operation launched back in 2019 and has since grown to be the most prolific ransomware operation, now accounting for 40% of all known ransomware attacks in May 2022. Recently, this cybercrime gang released a revamped ransomware-as-a-service, or RAS, operation called Lockbit 3.0 after beta testing it for the past two months, with this new version already being used in attacks. While it is currently unclear what technical changes were made to the encryptor, the ransom notes are no longer named RestoreMyFiles.txt and instead have moved to the naming format id.readme.txt. 
With the release of Lockbit 3.0, the operation has introduced the first bug bounty program known to be offered by a ransomware gang, asking security researchers to submit bug reports in return for rewards, ranging between $1,000 and $1 million. Quoting the site, we invite all security researchers, ethical and unethical hackers on the planet, to participate in our bug bounty program. The amount of remuneration varies from $1,000 to $1 million. However, this bug bounty program appears to be a bit different from those commonly used by legitimate companies, as helping the criminal enterprise would be illegal in many countries. Furthermore, Lockbit is not only offering bounties for rewards on vulnerabilities, but is also paying bounties for, quote, brilliant ideas on improving the ransomware operation and also, curiously, for successfully doxing their affiliate program manager. Bug bounty categories offered by the Lockbit 3.0 operation include website bugs, locker bugs, brilliant ideas, tox messenger bugs, and doxing, strangely. To quote, we pay exactly $1 million, no more, no less, for doxing the affiliate program boss. Whether you are an FBI agent or a very clever hacker who knows how to find anyone, you can write to us on Tox Messenger, give us the boss's name, and get $1 million in Bitcoin or Monero for your troubles. This is likely a creative way to entice someone who might stumble upon said information to be encouraged not to disclose it in reward for said bounty. On the active Tor sites for the Lockbit 3.0 negotiation and data leak sites, visitors are presented with an animated logo with various cryptocurrency icons rotating around it. The cryptocurrency icons shown are Monero and Bitcoin, which the operation previously accepted as ransom payments, but now also includes the privacy coin known as Zcash. Cryptocurrency tracking companies and law enforcement seizures have repeatedly shown that Bitcoin can be traced. While Monero is a privacy coin, it is not offered for sale currently by the vast majority of US crypto exchanges. Zcash is also a privacy coin, making it harder to trace, but is still currently offered for sale at most popular US crypto exchanges, including Coinbase, making it easier for victims to purchase for ransom payments. However, if ransomware operations do switch to accepting payments in this coin, we will likely see it be removed from US exchanges due to pressure from the US government, as with previous examples. If claims are to be believed, AMD has been targeted by the extortion group Ransom House, which now says it's sitting on a trove of data stolen from the processor designer following an alleged security breach earlier this year. Ransom House says it obtained the files from an intrusion into AMD's network on January 5, 2022, and that this isn't material from a previous leak of its intellectual property. This relatively new criminal operation says it does not breach the security of systems itself, nor develop or use ransomware, contrary to their name, instead acting as a mediator between attackers and victims to ensure payment is made for stolen data. Ransom House said on its Tor Hidden website that it is holding 450 gigabytes of data and uploaded samples of said data. The material was stolen from AMD in January, according to the miscreants. Researchers have examined the sample of data and said it includes network files, system information, and AMD passwords gathered during the alleged breach. According to the Ransom House Group, AMD used simple passwords to protect its network. In response to Ransom House's claim on social media of not deploying ransomware, researchers have theorized that this may be a failed attack where someone is trying to monetize some stolen data, looking like someone who buys hacked data to extort companies instead. Ransom House is a relatively new player on the cybercrime scene, emerging in December last year, according to Restored Privacy. Ransom House's first victim was the Saskatchewan Liquor and Gaming Authority. In total, the group lists six victims, including ShopRite, a large retail chain in Africa, 
Ransom House earlier this month leaked data that was stolen from The Biz. Researchers claim Ransom House enters networks by exploiting vulnerabilities in order to steal data and coerce victims to pay up, lest their data is sold to the highest bidder. And if no criminal is interested in buying the data, the group then dumps it on their website. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.